0: Hey guys, and welcome to Road to Forex, where we discuss everything in relation to the foreign exchange. Of course, I am your host, Alex, so without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode. So, this is a bit of a rare one. This is editing Alex here. Don't get to speak too much. In fact, this is the first time I've made an appearance. But before we get stuck into the episode, I did just want to talk about something important. Now, do get hyped for the episode. Honestly, it woke me up in the middle of the night. As you're going to find out when I got this thought, I was like, oh, wow, Like this is is game-changing. I am so excited to tell you guys about this, implement it in, because I think it's going to save so many people, save blown accounts, help you out. Oh, man, it's huge. But there's something else that is actually quite huge, and it's weighing on my mind. I do this podcast to make sure that There's a free source out there that people can go to and rely on. You know, I'm not always right. Never say I've got the answers, but something that can help people out. Now, I do that for free because, hey, I want people to genuinely succeed. So I create a Discord because someone, obviously, as you guys know, I've talked about this before, asked a question, what community can I join? And I put up uh, an episode beforehand saying, you know, you, you need to join a community. And you can go and listen to that episode and listen to all the reasons why I think that's so important. So many. Again, we don't have colleagues. Forex can be so lonely. And the, the amazingness of having someone else to rely on and help you out with when you have questions is an invaluable resource. So that's why I don't understand when I have followers that literally listen to every single episode and I can see the metrics guys so I know this is true I've got so many like 100 plus followers at this point who are listening to every single episode yet they do not join the discord Let me quote something that you already know 90% of people that come into the forex markets fail 90% of people That come into the Forex markets fail. They get nothing from them. They get no money. They don't get anything. And do you know what's really funny? That's playing out right now. 90% just over of my followers are not signing up to Discord. Huh. That's a bit strange, isn't it? It's a bit strange that 90% of people are going to fail. um, Yet 90% of my followers aren't joining up to my Discord. Which is designed for you to talk to each other, talk to me, ask questions, you know, rely on each other, build a community. You need someone to be there to backtest with you. Hey, you could do that. Again, it's completely free, there's nothing there. So I don't understand why you would listen to a podcast each and every episode but when I say, hey, join it, hey, do these things. You just sit there. It's the only time I've ever been disappointed in my time. Obviously, doing this podcast. It's the only time I've ever been disappointed. 99% of the time, uh, I get the best emails. Awesome. Hey, I love what you're doing. Thank you. Can I ask a question? Can I do this? Funnily enough, those guys are the guys joining the Discord. Those guys that reached out to me before. And it's so annoying that there's a very silent majority of you guys. The majority of you are silent, don't say anything, don't do anything. And you're just going to sit there knowing that 90% of people that come into Forex fail. Why bother listening if you're not going to act on it and do the simplest thing of joining up to a Discord? If you're ever lucky enough to be in my position and pass a TFT account, which I have done numerous times, you're going to see some stats. Now, don't quote me directly on this, but it's very similar. I believe it's, Out of everyone that takes a challenge, 40% of people pass. And out of that 40%, it's roughly, what, like 30% that still have an account after 14 days. Do you know how many people that means are failing? Do you know how many people on a daily basis are failing and are never going to do it? Huge. Give you an opportunity to actually engage rather than just sit here and listen, which is still great, I love that you're doing it and I know I'm going to alienate some of you but I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to be your mentor. I'm here to try and make you profitable and I am putting a foot up in every one of your asses. We don't BS here. We're not doing that. I am not that person. I am here in the business to change people's lives. That's what I'm doing. I don't just make this podcast for free so that you can all sit there and do nothing. Fantastic. You're not helping yourself out at all. So I am expecting that this 90% of people that are silent and not doing anything are going to decide to actually change their lives, listen to what I have to say, and most importantly, apply it. Apply it. Do something as simple as joining a Discord. Ask questions. Build the community. It's important to me... It's important to the guys that are already there because the 10% that have joined are going to be the 10% that are going to make it. I can assure you of that. They are way more likely to make it than you who are just sitting there. Way more likely. I would have killed for this when I was growing up. And I was going through all of this stuff. But anyway, enough of me chastising you. I know I'm going to alienate people, but that doesn't bother me. I'm here not to be your friend, to be your mentor, and to help you get profitable. And I'm telling you what to do. You can take my advice or you can leave it. It's up to you. Don't mind. Anyway, enjoy the episode, guys. That is it from me. I've said my piece. I'm not going to say it again. That's it. So enjoy the episode, guys. It will change your life. So I've got a good one for you today. Really good. It hit me like a thunderbolt at about 1 a.m. this morning. I kid you not, I was up for an hour between one and two this morning, I was just up thinking about going, how could I be so stupid? Is this my biggest mistake? I don't know. So, I'm basically going over the topic that we've already talked about before, which is, should you be trading multiple pairs or should you just be trading a few? One, two, three, four, five, how many? Or are you trading 10, 15? See, for my Starlight, my Starlight works on about 15 plus different currency pairs depending if you're trading New York or London or Asia, whatever, but roughly around that many pairs. Now, that's really good, but what I've come to find is that this year in particular, Starlight has been acting quite weird. The markets shift every year. And what I've actually figured out is that last year, it was in some sort of mystical balance, some sort of mystical balance that it was in, where some pairs were doing really well, And some pairs were doing quite poorly, as per usual. But when some pairs were doing quite poorly, other pairs were doing really well, and it was balancing itself out. And there was always more pairs doing well, or other pairs were just teetering off and you weren't getting a lot of trades, which meant that I was getting a decent amount of profit. The year before that, when I had it in, I was still backtesting a lot of stuff. I wasn't trading too um, intensely because I was doing a lot of other stuff in my life at that point. But it was roughly the same kind of deal. I managed to concentrate so much on the pairs that I really loved and actually let a lot of other pairs fall to the wayside. USD, JPY pairs, USD, CAD pairs. CAD and JPY pairs did so well for me that I was really just concentrating them and letting a lot of other pairs, as I said, fall to the wayside. And I've been getting lucky. I've been getting lucky. Oh, I wouldn't say it's luck. I say it's experience, knowing which trends that I really need, or which pairs that I really need to focus on, and which pairs I can kind of let go. And it just so happens that those were the pairs that weren't doing so well, and I was focusing on the pairs that were doing really well, and just cutting everything off. But this year, I was really like, okay, I back tested everything three years, right? As we all know. These are all the pairs that do really well. Now I'm trading 14 pairs. It's the worst I've ever done with the Starlight. The worst that I've ever done. And it was when one of my students came up to me with my new strategy, the let's make a strategy one. They said, Alex, I'm trading this pair. And it's going through a massive losing streak, five in a row. And the other pair that we're trading, it's only one three in a row. It's not enough, I'm still in drawdown. Should I just focus on one or should I focus on more? And I was like, yeah, you need to focus on more. And I don't realize why I didn't understand this at the start, but When you do trade multiple pairs, you have to take in consideration that each pair is like its own individual being, its own individual self. It will have its own profit and its own drawdown. So even though you might be trading three pairs, guess what's going to happen? You can go into drawdown for each individual pair. What does that mean? Well, let's say three random ones. AUD, USD, uh. Euro Great British Pound and Chef JPY, right? They all lose and their drawdown per month is two, and that's two, four, six, right? You need to look at each individual pair. That's why I think three to four pairs that you can trade that have the highest win rate is definitely the way to go. Don't trade more because what happens when you start adding up more and more and more pairs? with their own individual drawdown. You only need a few to correlate in a losing streak for you to blow an account. Each pair by itself not doing too badly, actually maybe going along with the results that you have back-tested, but it's just that they've succinctly, I don't know, joined up together at the same time. They've synced together. And you're going through multiple drawdowns with multiple pairs, and that can blow accounts. It's that simple and I'm going, oh my word, that's what's happening with my starlight strategy right now. It's great. I'm getting, well, I really basically got close to blowing an account and I was like, how is this happening? This, this has never happened before. It's just that no pairs at this current time are winning. All of them are losing at the same time. But all the pairs that I'm on, they're not losing that much. It's just that I am trading quite a few pairs and I was like, oh, what was I doing last year? I was focusing on pairs that were just successful. And that the markets were really syncing up nicely for me. And the year before that, I just focused on a few pairs. And this year, when I've changed something, I've gone, okay, these were all the pairs I missed out on. This would have been really good. Is where I have overcomplicated things. I can't stress to you guys how important this is I used to say don't just trade one and I do stand by that don't just trade two don't just trade three maybe three to five pairs maximum is what you can do three to four even it's a great place to start because if those pairs sync up for a loss you could be in for a world of hurt and if they don't like what's happening right now with the let's make a strategy you can still be okay one's going through a big losing streak one's going through a small winning streak you're only marginally sitting in, uh, you know, drawdown. And if those wins had just gone a little bit further, you'd still be up. So the strategy is still working as per normal. It's just that. You have to take into account that each pair acts individually from one another. Therefore, they're more like their own human being. You can look at your strategy and say, okay. Fantastic! I can trade all of these. The biggest drawdown on any one pair or the average drawdown for each pair when you're looking at it is 4% or 3%. Cool. But what happens at any one point if you were to trade in the month of May, let's just say randomly, which happened this year where we had a shocking, shocking time, we were down like 8.5%. We had to trade with 0.25% risk in the end, we would have gone even further. Now, luckily, I brought that all the way back up and got back into profits. Apologies for that noise. But that might have just been luck. Might have been a bit of experience as well. But that's what you have to do. And if you trade with these smaller pairs, fewer, I think it can be a lot easier, especially for beginners. Now, if you've got an absolutely amazing risk management plan that takes into fact that this may happen with multiple pairs for your strategy then that's one way to get around it risk management right pretty easy to get that in I don't know what that looks like and I don't know what the answer is because I haven't figured it out for myself should I want to trade this many pairs with Starlight I have to think of a different risk management plan it's I have to do it but with the let's make a strategy one where we're only really trading three pairs right now across multiple time frames I still need to have a little bit of a different risk management plan, but I might not go as much into drawdown. Realistically, with the win rates that I have, which are in those high 60s at 70s, that's not really going to be too much of an issue for me. However, I'm about to backtest the one minute. What happens then? When I'm trading the three minute and the one minute? Because again, they're going to have their own profit And their own drawdown. And again, that's where Starlight started to fall through. With me trading across so many currencies, across the 2-hour, 1-hour, and 4-hour. What is happening there, guys? What's happening? Multiple drawdowns, multiple profits. So much is going on that, yes, if it syncs together, and I hit a couple of winners in a row, I am looking at an incredible amount of money. If it doesn't, I am going down really quickly. I had not taken that into account. So that's what you need to do when you're backtesting, when you're looking at how many pairs you need to trade. What is the average drawdown for each month? Should you be trading three, four, five pairs on the three-minute time frame? What was the worst if you were to trade each month? What would you be looking at? Because I know on the Let's Make a Strategy, when we go back to, I think it's June or I believe it's June, maybe it's August of this year, that we'd be 6% down, should we have traded all of them together, 6%. If I've got that knowledge, and I know we can go down to 6%, I can create a risk management strategy that is better to suited to it. And then I can look at the 1%. You've got to consider the individuality of each pair and the drawdown per pair, per strategy, And find that average. It's going to be a lot easier to be doing it if you've got less pairs. Way easy to manage. I'm not saying you can't do it with multiple pairs. I'm sure that I could. But realistically, if I go in there and I go, well, if I'm trading 1%, I know that in one month I can go down 12%. I now have to look at that and say, how do I do it? Well, I can only trade by 05 now. That's the only way that I can do it. I know it can get down to that. Maybe it's an outlier month, but I now have to take that in consideration, for example. That's what you have to look like or look at. But I'm saying for beginners, definitely, it's something that you should take into consideration. This is such an important episode for anyone making a strategy Anyone making a strategy, it has completely shifted my view of what I need to do. I'm so excited that I've got it now in November. Start the next year off so much better. Spend December really honing in on this, getting risk management up to a different level and seriously taking this drawdown into consideration in an individualistic nature for each pair. In terms of golden nuggets, guys check out the whole episode. This is not just one thing. This is huge. Do you want to know why you're failing? Do you want to know why you're and everything looks so good, but it's just not working? I backtested your USD is 60%. You're supposed to be getting this. Oh, I backtested USD CAD. It's 70%. It's supposed to be getting this. Oh, I backtested AUD Great British Pound. It's 50%. It's supposed to be getting this, but they all link up. And sometimes if they link up, what have you seen in your back testing the last three years? What was the biggest drawdown you had to date? Maybe it's seven, maybe it's eight percent, maybe it's nine. Who knows? And then you have to look into okay, how do I avoid that if that happens? What's the average drawdown per month if it is to sync up and it was to do something like that? Because it will happen at some point. It will happen. And you can look at it and you can go, okay, this is fine. And now, because you're looking at an individual nature, you do know your profits, you do know your win percentages, but you know how far it can fall. So if it starts to go through those losing streaks, you go, This is in accordance with the drawdown that I've already factored into my risk management plan. That's what I'm doing right now. Boom. Mind blown. You want to be profitable? Listen to what I've just said there. Huge. I'm giving this away for free. Absolutely insane. Obviously, I'll be going over and structuring this way better with my mentorees, which is going to be really good to get online with them and do that. If you do want to be one of those people, roadtoforex.com. Work with me. I'm excited to see you all. Anyway, that's it for me. Just a shorter one, but talk about hard-hitting. Talk about hard-hitting. Anyway, guys, I'll speak to you later. Have a great day. Stay safe. Implement this because I know it can change lives. See you later, guys. Have a good one.